This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Podbean.com. Yes, Podbean.com. Have you ever wanted to get your voice heard by millions upon millions of people around the globe? Are you too dumb to start up your own website professionally? Are you too dumb to start up your own podcast? Are you so dumb that you don't know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you me? Because that's basically me describing myself. You know, when we got into this podcasting game about two years ago, um, it was very hard to find a good platform out there, someone that gave us the voice and the opportunity and the tools to make our dreams and vision become a reality. Well, let me tell you something. Podbean.com made it simple, easy, and effective, cost-effective, very cheap to sit there and get your voice out there. And I know the time all that is you get what you pay for, but in this case, you get 10 times more than what you pay. I mean, these guys are getting, like, we're robbing them, basically. And I'm going to tell you something, man. You better jump in on this deal now because right now everyone's at home. Everyone's got a lot to say, a lot of things in their mind. Podcasts are popping up all over the place, and there's no better place than Podbean.com to start your own podcast. They make everything easy. Even a dumbass like myself was able to make a website, can produce a podcast, can put things out there, and just have all sorts of different outlets. And they make it simple for you to get on you know, Apple and all the big shots like Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, all these other big-name places that you can get your podcast seen and heard. They do it for you, and they make you <laughs> just basically walk through baby steps through this process. I mean, they make it so simple and easy. And to sweeten the deal, if you go to www.podbean.com slash vompodcast10, that's vompodcast10 using our code, they're going to give you five free hours of podcasting space to see if you like it, which you will. And if you don't, no harm to you. There's no risk. Tons of reward just to try it out. So give it a shot. www.podbean.com slash vompodcast10 and get your voice heard. This episode is also brought to you by my good friends at CBD Medic. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. CBD Medic will be ending very soon, and they'll be moving on to bigger and better things, merging with a bigger and better company, and becoming bigger and better all over. I've been talking about these guys for a long time now. They have a great product. I'm getting old. You're getting old. It's a fact of life. You can't turn it off, but you can slow down the pains and the aches by using CBD Medic's amazing CBD pills, topical lotions, rubs, all sorts of things that just make the pain go away and helps you sleep easier at night. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been using them for a long time, and it just makes you feel real good. And better get on there now while supplies last, because our code used to be 10%. Now you get 30% off. If you go to VOMPodcast10, that's the code. VOMPodcast10 at checkout on any purchase, you'll save 30% off your order. They're clearing out the warehouse, guys. They got me lifting boxes and putting shit up in their trucks and shipping them off to people. Things are flying off the shelf. CBD Medic is a great company. And I can't wait to announce what they're doing next. It's getting bigger and better. And I cannot wait till you guys hear where we're going from here. Just a great company. And I'm telling you, CBD is the wave of the future. It's all natural. Hell, Rob Gronkowski signed off on this. He's he's on the front page of the website. And um, if you guys ever needed this product, it's now. We're all stressed out. We're all angry. We're all pissed off. The world sucks. This doesn't. It makes you feel good. In times where everything sucks, this will make you feel better. So go to the website, cbdmedic.com, and save 30% while you can because things are moving in the right direction here. Um, use our code, VOMPODCAST10 at checkout and save 30% off any order, any size. And lastly, this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> my good friends here. I tell you what, man, I fucking love these guys, and I'm so glad they're back. I never had so much fun recording a podcast commercial for my friends at manscaped.com. I'm so happy they're back, ladies and gentlemen, because I missed them. I mean, it's been a while since I talked about them. 
since I was allowed to talk about these guys, and holy shit, my balls have never been happier. I, I, I was crying in the shower the other day, because I was using this cheap-ass shaver. I'm not even going to use the name. I bought it at Walmart for fucking 30 bucks, and I'm shaving my nuts, and all of a sudden, I just howled in pain, and I cried for the first time in my adult life. Well, for the first time this month, actually. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And blood was trickling all at the bottom, just little droplets. And I said, I said, screw it. And I stopped, and I was half shaved, and I was walking around with a half row of my balls. Horrible, horrible experience. So I did what I could do, and I picked up the phone. I called Manscaped, and I said, please come back. Please sponsor the show. And they were like, all right, fine. Here you go, nerd. Here's a nice new product for you. Here is the lawnmower 3.0. This thing is amazing, just the design. The engineering on this thing is beautiful. I mean, a lawn th mower 3.0 trimmer is designed with a compact shape for easy maneuvering while wet or dry. This thing's waterproof, more waterproof than your stupid iPhone 20 or whatever the hell they're at now. It's just amazing. It's got the skin-safe technology. That's the perfect tool for an incredible grooming experience. It's very sleek. I mean, it, you can travel with it, and it's also wireless. So you can charge it, and you pick it up. You can bring it in there with you. So you don't have to worry about you know, accidentally electrocuting yourself in the goddamn shower. But they also got other products, too, like the Weed Whacker, which I need because as an old man who's starting to get gray hairs now, my nose hairs are really long. And the Weed Whacker, you just jam this thing in there like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Total Recall and just move it around in your fucking nose. And instead of pulling out that little ball that he had that was tracking him with, what the, with whoever the hell was chasing him, it's going to pull out those nasty nose hairs. It's like going in the backyard and ripping out weeds, but it's painless. You don't feel any pain at all. You don't get those nasty scents of batteries that you get from all those cheap-ass ones. This one's amazing. The skin-safe technology as well, something I cannot brag enough about with these guys. You do not hurt yourself. You don't have droplets of blood. You don't hurt yourself at all. It's amazing. You can go as hard as you want. You, you just pull it, you just pull that sack back and you just fucking go to town on yourself. Before you know it, you're going to be smooth. Smooth as my head. And my, my bald head. I love this thing. You could use it on your fucking head. You could use it in your armpits, your mustache, your, every place on your body. You can use this thing. And I'm telling you what, the ladies are going to love you for it because you're going to be as smooth as a baby's butt. It's amazing. The battery life is phenomenal. They got a 600 mAh lithium ion battery. Hold the charger up to 90 minutes. You can shave your whole body five times in 90 minutes, even more, depending on how tall or you know, short you are. It's such a phenomenal. They send you all sorts of stuff, and there's a lot of different things that you can get as well. There's a crop reviver. keeps your balls cool. The crop preserver keeps them nice and shave-free. And the cleanser, it romances your stones. It's basically a hair and body wash. It makes you feel really good. But ball deodorant. Who ever thought of ball deodorant? Only these guys. I'm serious. They are the best company out there. Very innovative, and we're happy to have them back. There's so many different things. Here's some testimonials for you. 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should trim below the belt. Those other 20 women are dirty fucking skeezers. 89% of men think grooming is essential to their professional success. So thank you, men. We're actually moving up in the rank. There's 11 dirty bastards out there, 11% of dirty bastards, but we'll get to them. And if you get this right now, there's an exclusive offer. You get free boxers and a travel bag, so you can put all these tools in there. And $109.99, you get every single product. And you get a money-back guarantee. And the cool thing about that $109.99 plan is it's every three months. So you get fresh products. You're always fresh and trim. Your ladies are going to be all over. You're going to have to beat them off with a stick, all right? You're going to look phenomenal. You're going to smell phenomenal. And the best thing is... 
you're just going to get some free gifts like that fucking Manscaped boxers. I mean, it's going to keep your dick all where it's supposed to be. And that bag is amazing. It's really sleek. It's a leather bag. It's going to keep all your stuff protected. So get on this right now, manscaped.com, and use our code VOM10. VOM10 at manscaped.com, and please do it. And you'll save tons of money. You're going to save $80 off the retail price. So normally, it'd be $169.99 for the Perfect Package 3.0. You're going to get it for $89. You're going to go for the, the best package, the $109.99. Normally, that's $197, so that you're going to save even more money. The more packages that you get to protect your package. Why wouldn't you do this, ladies and gentlemen? Go to manscaped.com, B-O-M-1-0. Now let's get on with the show. How you living? What? How you living? What? How you living? In living color. another episode of the Voices of Misery Podcast. I'm, of course, the nerd, and you are the listeners. What's going on, everybody? How are you guys doing today? Today is Thursday, September 17, 2020, and holy shit, we finally got these storms. It's absolutely disgusting outside. It's been raining all day long. Certain times of the day, it's been pouring, like, really bad, beating up against the house, a little thunder and lightning, house rattling a little bit, but we didn't get it anywhere near as bad as some of these other people do, and Heard some power was taken down in Florida. Uh, some people I work with and my remote job, we were talking in the chat, and people were just dropping left and right. <laughs> we got a lot of employees in Florida, and yeah, people were just dropping left and right. I guess they were losing power and electricity and shit like that. So, you know, my thoughts and prayers, prayers go down to you guys. If I had a Facebook account, I would just say prayers and hugs to everybody down there in Florida that had a really rough day. So, hope things get better for you guys, man. But. Things suck right here right now. It really does suck. Uh, the thing about this rain is uh, we were talking a while back, uh, not well, a couple couple episodes ago, about the fence getting destroyed. And these guys are skirting by the fucking edge of their seats right now because they've just been not coming by. And the person who was supposed to you know, negotiate this whole thing, the guy who fucked up our fence, was supposed to call this fencing company and they were supposed to be here. So, you know, he, he came here, we shook hands, and everything seemed okay. And... Uh, yeah, no one's come to the house yet, and I'm assuming it's because of the storms and the rain, so I'm going to give them a pass for now, but now I'm getting really aggravated, and uh, it needs to fucking happen soon, because every time I look out this damn window of mine and I see my beautiful once-was-a-nice-fence chipped up in certain places, it really just makes my blood boil, and it pisses me off when it's, like, not your fault. Like, I could see if my dogs ran into it playing or whatever and broke it themselves, and I'd be like, all right, this sucks. But it's like, we didn't do this. We didn't start the fire. 
<laughs> whatever, whoever the fuck, yeah, that was a great song. Um, yeah, man, it just it just really blows. So I'm gonna give it a pass for a couple of days, and hopefully when this thing passes by and weather gets back to normal again, be able to start making some phone calls. I was really tempted to send an email today, like where the fuck are these people? But it was just pouring outside, and I knew what my reply was gonna be. Well, it's raining. Would expect them to do work in the rain, putting up a fence. I know they don't do that, even though I just don't give a fuck at this point. I don't care if you guys got to hold umbrellas for each other. You better put this goddamn um, fence up or whatever. But, you know, that's just just the way it is. You got to be patient sometimes in life. And at my advanced age, that's one thing I really need to learn is patience. But other than that, it's been a really shitty week so far. I haven't been able to sleep lately, which has been really bad. It's like my insomnia came back tenfold since, like, I think Friday or Saturday. I don't even know what day it was. It's... They're all starting to blend together now. It's like you have these like micro naps, which is what's been going on with me at night. So I've been trying to go to bed at a decent time. Like last night I watched the movie. I watched uh, Terminator Genesis, which is fucking terrible, by the way. Um, and I'm laying in bed and I took some z which I think I have a fucking natural immunity to now because I used to make a z cocktail every night to go to bed and stay asleep. But the weirdest thing's been going on is like I've been pissing a lot. So what I've been doing is, like, peeing, like, twice before bed. Like, I'll pee before bed and, you know, brush my teeth, do that whole routine, and immediately jump in bed. And within, like, 15 minutes, I'm peeing again. And this time, even more volume than before. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I looked it up. Of course, I had to look it up because that's what I do at night sometimes. I'll, uh, and this is probably the reason why I'm all fucked up at night. Because I'm going down this rabbit hole, and I'm like, all right, what are the reasons why I'm pissing so much? And, of course, it's, like, everything that you read and everything you see on the media now, it's all doom and gloom. I'm seeing, like, diabetes and all sorts of fucking horrible things. And I would have bought into this, like, a year and a half ago or whenever, you know, I started the keto thing. I don't even remember anymore. It's been so long, it feels like, that I'm like, all right, I I could have bought it back then when I was eating, like, a bag of gummy bears every day. But fucking A, I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. So it can't be diabetes. And I'm reading up all these other things, and they're saying it could be this disease, that disease. I'm like, fuck it. And I shut off the computer, lay back down, trying to go to sleep. And I'm having, like, these weird things they're like micro naps where like you fall asleep for maybe an hour, if that, and you're lucid the whole time. So I, I've been having dreams about the Sopranos TV show a lot lately, which is insane because I haven't watched it in probably a month or so. I don't even know when the last time I saw an episode, but I'm thinking about it before bed, I guess, at night, just thinking about the episodes and maybe like rewatching some just to try to you know, just get something to watch again. And... I've been having, like, many episodes where, like, I'm in control of myself the whole time, and I know I'm awake, but I know I'm also dreaming a little bit. It's like one of those lucid, fucking weird dreams, fully in control, so it's no fun. It's more fun when you dream, you have no control, and you wake up, you try to piece it together and remember it. But it is kind of fun sometimes when you're in control, but I've been doing that, like, all week long. It's just been crazy. Where, like, I'll be in there, like, having a fucking drink with Tony at the strip club. And then, like, the next minute, I'm, like, blowing someone's brain off this invincible killer. <laughs> I'm, like, sometimes I just want to be a little vulnerable, you know? When you're in control of your dreams, it's really fucking weird. Or you're just, like, this massive superhero that's beating the shit out of people. Basically, you're, like, fucking, uh, what's his name? Mel Gibson in all his horror or action movies where he's just beating the shit out of people. He comes out with, like, one little cut under his fucking eyeball. Everyone else is dead. There's, like, fucking explosions behind him. He just walks out like a badass with a shotgun over his shoulder. That's, that's just how I see it. But, anyway... It's just been crazy because I've been having these, like, little micro-naps. And before you know it, it's, like, 4 o'clock in the morning is, like, my cutoff. to like, 4.30-ish. And I wake up and I pee multiple times. And each time it's, like, a long, long piss. I'm standing there looking at my fucking clock and it's, like, three minutes have passed. I'm like, why am I still pissing? It's just insane. 
And it's not, I don't know, it could, it could be a UTI. That would be the, the, the lesser of all the evils I read online. That was one of them. I was like, okay, I, I, I can deal with that. Can't deal with the other shit. At least this is go, goes away with a meta, like a fucking pill or whatever. But yeah, I've been doing that all night long and like like every like 30 minutes to an hour, up peeing, up peeing, up peeing. And then you, you try to ignore it, but it's so persistent, that little tingle that, that tells you, hey, we better get up and pee. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, all right, let me go fucking do it. And I get up and I do it finally after trying to fall back asleep. And then I pee and I come back in bed and I'm like, all right, the tingle's gone. And then it comes back. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's just the most obnoxious thing ever. And... Another thing, too, is my throat has been fucking so weird. That's why I'm trying to talk mellow right now. Because I've been, like, clearing my throat a lot. And maybe it's a sign of, hey, maybe it's COVID-19. Maybe I got COVID because I'm peeing and I'm fucking clearing my throat all day long. It was like I got that post-nasal drip or whatever the fuck it is. I've been doing research on all this shit. I've been up all night. I got these crackhead eyes. I look like Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice. Those fucking wide eyes and the fucking veins coming out of them and shit. I just feel, like, really weird hyper haven't even had a goddamn uh, energy drink in a while. But you just feel really jumpy because you're so, like, tired. You're overtired. And then I just get, like, super tired out of nowhere. And I'm like, cool, I can maybe sleep through the night. And then, boom, before you know it, it's not happening. It's almost like someone played a prank on me and replaced my z with fucking bang energy or poured some bang energy in my goddamn z because it's it's having the exact opposite effect and keeping me up. But it sucks. And I feel rude, guys. How was your week? Yeah. You guys have a good week. Do you guys have fun? You guys maybe screw your spouse. Did you fuck up at work? <laughs> Did you get a promotion or something? Did you, you, you get that pay raise you fucking deserve, but some asshole in the cubicle next to you got instead? Did you get into a car accident? Huh? Did, did you fucking drive drunk or something? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, I'm losing my fucking mind lately. It's just been, it's been a really weird week, but tomorrow should be an even more hectic day. Got a couple job interviews. I've been telling you guys that I've been uh, looking for a second job to kind of get caught up on things, and I have two interviews tomorrow, and I have to work my regular gig, so it's going to be weird, because they, I mean, I get out of my regular gig at 5.30 Eastern time, <clears throat> hear that my voice is failing me already, let me take a sip of my seltzer, ah, there we go, these fucking seltzers are good, I wish they would sponsor the show, I think it's some free ones, these things are fucking expensive, the interesting thing is, it's the only drink out there that has no carbs in it, and no sugar, so I'll drink this shit in every day of the week. Brian, I'm going to need you to find some more of these goddamn things. Zero sugar, zero carbs, and I'm down for it, man. Just make it cheaper, please. If you can find a cheaper version of this, let me know, buddy. But, yeah, besides that, um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah, some of my uh, jobs tomorrow. So, yeah, I get out 530 Eastern time, and I have two, count them, two interviews, and they're spaced two hours apart, so I got plenty of time to get ready and go to both of them. One of them is a remote one. The other one's in person. So I got my fingers crossed. Uh, the one I really wanted to get is the virtual one. But I, I am going to work in a physical location. They're both in town, so they're both close. But this one's got a lot more perks. It's got discounts on everything. Uh, and that's what I really need. I would be losing a little bit, but I'd be gaining a lot more because I won't have to pay certain bills anymore, which is freaking phenomenal. Get the top-of-the-line shit. Don't have to pay for it. Uh, be a really good thing because it puts more money in the pocket. You get more bang for your buck. Get, get rid of some bills keep more money in your pocket, that kind of thing, so it does equal itself out, you get like three weeks of vacation after seven fucking months working on the job, I'm like, okay, I'm in, full time, Monday through Friday, eight to five, I'm good with that, I'm good with those hours, uh, it's fucking amazing, so I really want to get into that one, but the thing is, is this lady was fucking super persistent, which is good, but it's kind of annoying, because you know what a fucking, like, you fill out your stupid resume, 
that's really obnoxious. And uh, I found this on Indeed.com, and I sent out the interview. But with Indeed, you make an account, and I made one years ago. And I had, like, an old-ass, outdated resume. So she called me. She's like, oh, yeah, you're still working at this place? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, she, she called me again later on. She's like, okay, I sent you all the information. This is the benefits of the job and all sorts of other shit. She's like, your interview's tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And said, can you put in this because there's a gap here and there's a gap here and there's a gap here? And I'm like, oh, fucking I. And I looked at my resume and it was the oldest resume fucking known to man. It was like written on fucking stone tablet. It was just so old and it was so outdated. And I haven't done one of these in a while. I don't like doing them because it's just too much work. I don't like typing on a computer or anything. I don't like doing any of that shit. And uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm doing it. And I filled in everything. I put references down. And of course, you put like you put like your friends' names. You put your family's names down. You put their numbers in with different numbers and shit. And you gotta tell them like, hey, you might get a call. Um, yeah, but like places like that don't really call references anyway. But this one was really insistent. So we're gonna have to put on some Academy Award performances in this household and use some different voices every time we answer a different phone when it rings. My kids' numbers are on there. <laughs> but, oh fucking hey, that's gonna be a, a nightmare. But that's the one I really want. So, I mean, that lady's been a real pain in the ass today. So, probably won't get that one. I'll probably end up with the other one that I don't really want. But this just needs something. Just needs something. Because with the whole COVID thing, it really knocked us all back a little bit. As far as, like, uh, getting caught up with things. You have to live off credit cards for a couple of months. Waiting for shit to happen. And once you blow your savings, you're waiting for unemployment to hit. And all that crap. When, you know, furloughs hit and all sorts of shit. Everyone has their story. I know. But... Now I'm at that part where, you know, the uh, tides have turned. We're fighting back. Uh, luck's starting to finally go our way a little bit. And you just need that little second boost. So I'll be working hard for a few months. I'll be uh, very tired, but I don't sleep as it is anyway. All I need is a couple hours if I can get them. And I can pretty much operate off like four to five hours sleep. So there's no really, really big deal there. These jobs are both daytime jobs. So I'm going to have to switch the one I'm doing now around. But they're really good about letting you jump your hours around and fuck around like that. So... We'll make it happen, you know. That's one of those things, man, where you just gotta just gotta deal with it, grin and bear it for a little while. I'm trying to create as, as less bills as possible while I can, because the thing is, is I have a feeling this is gonna happen again in maybe six months to a year after it ends the first time, and they go back to regular life. I have a feeling it's gonna happen again. I, I just have a, a weird feeling, and we're gonna get into some topics here. I have a couple of things I want to talk about. There's a couple of news topics I wanted to bring up, and. uh yeah, just, I, I just don't have faith in our government. I really don't. And after one of our stories that came out, oh, boy, this one's a fucking doozy. I, I put it out on Twitter, and it got a few hits. People retweeting and just like, holy shit, I can't believe that's true. And on Parler, I got even more. Because Parler is more at my, up my speed. I, I, I like talking to like-minded people. Twitter's just a fucking cesspool of bullshit. It really is. I don't really care for it too much. But Parler's really cool. If you're a... Uh, conservative, or if you're just a person who likes free speech, I would definitely go to Parler. They're not sponsoring this show. They should, because I really do enjoy them, but, I mean, just really good stuff out there on Parler. Make an account. Try them out. See, see if you like what you see. And there's a lot of like-minded people out there. I mean, the people that listen to this show know that I'm more right-leaning now than I've ever been before, but I still listen, and I have people on the show that are that, that are left-minded and religious and all that sort of, because I don't really have bias against anybody, even though I talk shit on the show. I don't really have any bias. That's why I have friends come on and shit like that. People make new friends and different backgrounds and stuff like that through life. But yeah, um, here's a here's a good one for you. Okay, let's let's just jump right into it. Let's just jump right into it. Okay, let's just talk about women. Okay, nothing bad. Nothing bad. It's something that I've noticed and something that other people have noticed as well. There's this uh, 
Journal of Sex Research. I never knew about this. There's a journal that is strictly about sex research, and what they found in a series of studies was that women, some of whom are professional actresses, while others were volunteers, were asked either to spontaneously do a quote-unquote flirting expression that they typically use in the real world, and they're all put into different rooms, and they're not all in the same room, so they can't see what the other ones are doing to kind of mimic what they're doing. They're asked on a one-on-one basis to, to do this thing. And they're supposed to follow instructions based on an existing anthropological literature for what researchers define as flirting. This is according to the University of Kansas. According to the release, the team has found some women are more effective than others in effectively conveying a, flirt- a flirtatious facial cue. I can't fucking talk worth a shit. Well, some men are better at recognizing this cue. However, the researchers found that a few expressions were identified by most men as flirting. Namely, when women turn... And, and you can visualize this, okay? Because when I was reading this article, before I saw the video of like the woman doing it, I immediately pictured in what it was, and I knew it because I'd, I'd fucking seen it when I was younger. Much younger, obviously. Um, now, the cues I get is a middle finger. Um, so, yeah, this is what they do. When a woman turns their head to one side while tilting it down slightly, had a slight smile, and their eyes were facing toward their romantic interests, it sent a more clear-cut message to men that the women were interested. And while I re- said that out loud, I'm sure you guys out there, and even you women out there, can can probably say, hey, I've seen that or I've done that before. Because that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's the look. that That's the move right there. So I thought that was interesting. Um, it's a lot easier, too, for a woman to go out and find a dude than it is for a dude to find a woman. And that's just the way it is. Um, I used to tell women all the time, like, that I was friends with and grew up with. They were like, oh, I'm never going to find a guy. I'm like, bet just go to a bar. Just go to a bar by yourself. Sit in a corner. Just make sure you're clean and wearing nice clothes and someone will walk up to you. You can be a dude, go to the same bar, sit in an opposite corner. It's the same shit. You can dress nice, look nice, smell nice. And you could be alone all night long, buying your own beers, calling a fucking Uber at 3 in the morning, stumbling drunk, <laughs> going home to jerk off. All right, that, That's exactly how it's going to happen. But a woman can go to a bar, no matter what you look like, and get free drinks all night long. That's just the way it works. It's just it's just easy. All you have to do is show any interest or sign of a guy that approaches you or sends you a drink over, just wave and smile, and you your drinks are free all night. I've seen it. That's just the way it is. Um, I don't know what it is, and I think it's... um. I think it's more of a fact that women know that they can, they can get away with this stuff. Because they know that they got this power. The, most most of them do. Some don't believe it. But it's true. And then they see it because they go out there and they try it. And they know because it, it just happens the way I'm saying. So they'll go to a bar. And I'll be like, all right, I know. I, I can go to a bar with five bucks in my pocket. Right? Like, like that's what one of my old friends told me years back, years ago. I was fucking young. I was like 22, 23. And she was like, I can go to the bar with $5 in my pocket and end up drinking all night, eating, and, and getting a ride home. This is back when it was safe to get in a stranger's car before they fucking do some shit to you, whatever the hell they do now. Chop your head off and throw you in the bushes. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's the way it was. I mean, that's the way it is still. I'm sure a woman can just go outside, have enough for like one beer or one drink. As long as she sips it slow, before she finishes that drink, someone's going to offer her another one. Because men, we're only looking out for one thing, the screw. And I think that's what it is. It's like when you go out to the bar, if you're a guy, you're, you're going to go there with your friends. You're going to go there. You're going there with the intent of getting drunk. Women go there with the intent of getting free shit. 
and they, and they know how to do it. They wait for the men, they get wasted, <laughs> lower their inhibitions. That's why any chick can get laid at the bar. <laughs> and then they just say, fuck it, I'm striking out. And guys kind of know, or, or, or they don't really know, but they have a feeling who's out of their league. And sometimes they'll either go up a few notches above what they should be going for and go down a few notches, depending on, you know, how many beers they've had. So what they'll do is they'll go down to that, like, let's say if you're a, a five, you're looking for a seven. You might go for a nine and get shot down. So then you might go down to like a six or a four or a three. And then those twos and ones that are sitting there, the ones I'm talking about, the ones that don't have that confidence, are getting a drink for the end of the night because he's bringing something home. He's going to spend the money. They're going to be like, hey, hey, hey. And then they're going to fucking fall for that shit. That was my attempt at a girl laugh, by the way. It was fucking pitiful. It was fucking pitiful, wasn't it? Let me go ahead and have another sip of my... And this one's a mango, by the way. Or if you're uh, French, they call it mango. Actually, no, I don't even know if that's true or not. Mm. But yeah, if you've seen that look, guys, she was into you and you fucked up because you didn't know about it at the time, but now you do. So next time you see that look, you better you better go over that to that woman and give her your phone number or whatever the hell you guys do. Uh, share your Instagram pages or TikToks or whatever the fuck you guys do nowadays. I have no idea how that shit works. I hope they never have to go through that ever in my lifetime. <clears throat> Depends on who dies first, I guess. Ah, oh, man. So here's a good one for you guys, all right? This is another one I wanted to share with you guys because this one is my story of the week, my personal. And I'm going to do it early because I just want to talk about this. I've been dying to talk about this one since I found it this morning. It's a Florida man story. This is the title of the episode, or the uh, the article rather. It's always Florida. Bra shot his male doctor over a prostate exam because he made him bust. <laughs> so. This guy goes to a, a doctor to get a prostate exam. And of course, he lives in Florida. He's, he's, a, he's a young man. A doctor's an older man, so he's, he, he's experienced giving these prostate exams. The other guy's not experienced receiving them, obviously. So he goes to the prostate exam. He goes to get checked out by the doctor. The doctor tells him to pull his pants down, I guess, and put his hands on the whatever, the, that like bed, that hospital bed he's supposed to lay on that always has like that white fucking foil on it <laughs> that they probably never change. So the guy's sitting there, he's put his hand on there, he bends over, and he's just like waiting and waiting and waiting. He's like, let's just get this shit over with, right? Doctor fucking puts his glove on, or at least I hope he did. Lubes up his finger, slides it on in there, you know, he does his little prostate thing, whatever the hell they do. I haven't gotten one since fucking, I was 18 or 19, I don't even know, I was young. Uh, yeah, he enjoyed it a little bit too much. Because before you know it, this guy, <laughs> he was doing the Elvis Presley with his fucking hips, and he fucking shot his babies all over the floor apparently and the guy was so ashamed that this doctor made him have an orgasm he shot him yes he shot him three times and left the scene so yeah that's pretty bad um that's like really weird he should have at least said thank you before he shot the guy because he gave him a a really powerful orgasm, apparently, because I went down that rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go down the rabbit hole, I do want to say and ask this question to you. How do you react in that moment? Okay, so you're the guy. And you're sitting there, you're like, oh, this fucking thing's going to suck. And all of a sudden, you like you see stars. You, see, you, you hear, like, these angelic songs playing, these fucking angels beating drums and harmonicas playing. And all of a sudden, like, your eyes are glossy, and you're just, before you know it, you're fucking making a mess all over the floor. 
how do you act? Like, I, I, I guess you just turn around and shoot him, or what? Like, what the fuck do you do? It's the weirdest thing. And what do you do if you're that doctor when, like, you're sitting there and you're looking for whatever the hell you're looking for, like colon cancer, whatever the fuck you're looking for, or large enlarged prostate? I think that's what they're looking for. And you're going in there and you're just and you're like diddling around, and all of a sudden the guy clinches and he's like swiveling his hips like he's fucking Elvis and Jailhouse Rock. And then, like, he howls like a fucking wolf at the moon. And before you know it, he clenches up and almost breaks your finger. And he's, he doesn't shake it on the fucking on the hospital bed. Do you, like, let the guy finish in style? Do you keep going or do you try to yank it out? Like, what do you do? It's so fucking crazy to think about. I mean, and but the happy ending to the story is the doctor survived. Uh, the man who shot him, he fled Florida because he was so ashamed of enjoying a prostate exam that he he, he left. Uh, he he was he was tracked down and caught once a family member recognized the, the story became national. Uh, they saw the story and they and, and they blew him in. So yeah, he's he's in jail. The doctor's fine. He made a full recovery. He's back to giving men orgasms. So the doctor gave an interview and he's like, I don't know what the big deal is. He's like. He's been doing it for 30 years, and he said men come all the time. <laughs> so this doctor probably gave more of his patients orgasms than he did his own wife over those same 30 years, which is insane. I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's so fucking weird, this story. But my whole takeaway from this, I don't know what your guys' takeaway is. God is fucking cruel, man. He's really cruel because if you ever read the Bible, they have, I mean, they say being gay is a sin, Right. So why the hell? Or he's either he might even have a great sense of humor. Why would you put the male G spot in him? Fucking ass. Seriously, why? Like, why would you put it there? Why wouldn't you put it in, like somewhere convenient? Like maybe like the area between like the bottom of your shaft and, and, and your ball sack. Like why can't they put it there instead? Why does it have to be in your anus? It's it's to me it's just like God's he's either a jerk or he's really funny because you can see it both ways. I I think it's funny, but. He's like, our gay sex is bad, but here's the most pleasurable spot in your body. We're going to put it right in there. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what the fuck? It's just, it's so bad. But I, I went down the rabbit hole, like I mentioned, and I was uh, doing some research. And I was researching, like, what does it feel like? I was like, what does it feel like to have one of these uh, orgasms in the other uh, direction? One man said, and this, and th- th- this one quote I-, I kept down because this one I thought was amazing. The guy goes, and this was like from an interview that he gave to some random magazine, because they interviewed like four people, but his stuck out to me. He said, it's like the difference between seeing a movie in standard definition and then seeing one in IMAX. <laughs> so I guess it's some mind-blowing shit, but this guy didn't like it, man. He uh, he had an orgasm with a doctor, and he fucking blew him away. He he should have thanked him and, give him and gave him a tip, like maybe throw $20 on the table and walk out. That doctor didn't really give a shit, and, and good on him, man, because I wonder what his first one was like. So 30 years ago, when being gay was like a real fucking sin, I mean, holy shit, and you're sitting there, do 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 and somebody does it like, and you're like this fucking you know, homo or whatever, and he just fucking, he kept on doing, he kept on plugging away for 30 years, I guess you get numb to it after a while, or maybe he's like, he fucking still got it, <laughs> and before he got shot by the guy, he's like, oh, I still got it, I made this fucking dude, you know, do his deed over the floor, who mops it up? Does the doctor mop it up, or is a guy like get ashamed? And he's like, "I'm sorry." And fucking like, does a thing with his foot to try to cover the fact that he did it. Who knows? Really interesting story. I thought you guys would like that one. I, I really did. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. 
because I sure as hell enjoyed it. And I went down a rabbit hole for a lot longer than I care to admit, listening and reading stories about people doing this to themselves and other people. I I, I can see all like special toys for it too that like are supposed to get up in there. But I don't know if I trust this shit, man. It's all made in China. Probably got like fucking COVID written all over it or whatever the hell. I don't know, man. Uh, speaking of COVID and, and mask madness, there was a guy, uh, this one was uploaded uh, on September 17th. It was uploaded this morning. This one went viral. Uh, so the Mitchell School District requires that any person inside a school building, including students, teachers, administrators, staff, and parents, wear a mask. The mandate was issued on July 13th, and the meeting Tuesday night was held inside the Mitchell School Library, the high school library. The man was identified as Reed Bender, who has got a really cool name, Reed Bender. He was offered a mask by board members at the beginning of the meeting that he went to. He refused to wear it. Board members called Mitchell uh, a police escort, so they wanted him to leave. And he's like, I'm not leaving unless they drag me out the the damn store or the damn uh, school or whatever. The video is pretty interesting, and I have mixed reactions to this one. Of course I do. Uh, so every, everyone's socially distanced. There's like three seats between each person. It's it. I mean, you can look at the video yourself. It's it's, it's all over the place. And there's a lot of people. They're all wearing their masks. Everyone's far away from each other. But he's the farthest. Like he is all alone in his own little island of seats. So he's way more than six feet from people. And he's just sitting there, just l- waiting for this thing to start. He's having a back and forth with the teacher. Of course, everyone's got their phones out. One woman in particular who has her phone out is yelling at the people, like, let him stay. He's far enough away. This isn't right. This is unconstitutional. So her mask is around her chin. Of course, she's like 400 pounds, so she's at the biggest risk with this COVID thing. She should have her mask on. She should have a couple of masks on. Uh, the K95s are the fuck they are. And um, yeah, the guy's just going back for it. He's jarring with these guys. And then the police come in. So the police come in, and they immediately talk to the guy. They're not apprehending him yet. And he's just sitting there. He's got his legs crossed and he's, he's barking back and forth with the police. And one cop, you know, he's kind of behind them and he's like, all right, should I make my move? The other guy's much smaller and they keep giving each other that cop look like, all right, we got to make a move on this guy. And he's like, you're going to have to fucking take me out. And the guy grabs him by the arm. One of the cops grabs him by the other arm. The guy's like resisting. He's fighting back a little bit. And there's so many people in this building and there's so many cameras going that the one guy pulls out his taser and he's like, you fucking tase me, fucking tase me. And the guy's like sitting there, the cop is holding the taser. And the woman's like, you better not fucking tase him in here. And the cop wisely put his taser down because with the whole police brutality thing right now, I'm sure they would have found some way to spin this on the cops. And oh, they're horrible people. They use excessive force. Even though the guy who was white, Reed Bender was white. He's fighting against the cops, like not fighting, but he's like struggling, like not being apprehended. So it's just... They so just so just to end this before I get to my thoughts, they 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 got him out of there, and people were cheering. The one fat lady with the chin strap face mask, she left. Thankfully, uh, she she recorded her scene. I don't know if those two were together or not. They weren't sitting together, but she was defending him very heavily. And I just uh, I don't know. I have some weird feelings about this one. He, the guy was far enough away, and when you watch the video, you can come to your own judgment. He was far enough away where it's like social distance, mask, all this other shit. Like, well, how much how much stuff do we got to do? Why can't people just socially distance and be done with it? If you're six feet away, I, I thought you can sneeze and it, it would be fine. If you go to a restaurant, you can you, you can go in with your mask on, sit down, take your mask off, eat your food in a restaurant that's half capacity. But then the second you get up to use the bathroom, you have to put your mask on again. It's just really weird to me I, because... 
if the waiter comes over and he's wearing his mask, you're not wearing a mask, and he comes over to ask if you want more water, you're not wearing a mask. So isn't he at risk immediately? Because if the person not wearing the mask is putting the person wearing the mask at risk, because the person wearing the mask is doing it for other people, so the person not wearing the mask is putting the guy, everyone else at risk. It's so fucking mind-boggling. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like it. But I understand if a, if a private business asks you to wear a mask, you wear the mask. So on the other side, I feel like this guy's an asshole because it's like you're going into a place that says you have to wear a mask and you're not doing it. So you're basically being a mask hole. Yes, a mask hole because that's what assholes would do. You're a mask hole at that point because you go into a place. That's like going into a movie theater that only has, you know, 25% capacity and you go and sit right next to people not wearing your mask and they're wearing a mask and they're like, dude, can you get the fuck away? No, I can sit wherever I want, man. It's the same thing. It's the same fucking thing. It's just, you're, you're doing it to get a rise out of someone else. Some people are get off on that. We don't in this household. When we have to go into a store, we put a mask on. If it requires so, if they don't require it, we don't do it. That, that's just the way it is. We don't wear one walking down the street. We don't wear one getting the mail or anything like that. Like other people drive their cars. They fucking, I, I've seen one neighbor moment is long with the mask on. I'm like, you fucking moron. You're out in the beautiful sun in South Carolina. I say that now as the fucking rain beats down on the house. It'll get back to normal again. They're just doing it. And it's like, I don't fucking know, man. I just, I really want this thing over. And there's only one outcome for that to end. It's, it's just really depressing. But, yeah, check out that video, please. And let me know what you think about it. Send me an email. Voicesofmiserypodcast at gmail.com. Because we get some emails lately. And I like to, uh... I, I, I like to read these. Maybe one day I'll get to reading them on the air. I just don't know how some people feel about it. If someone says, hey, please read this one on the air, or throw me a shout out, I'll do it. But the ones that I've been getting are just like, hey, great show, this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, cool cool shit. Can I come on? That that, that kind of stuff. So if, if you send like an honest thing in there and you want it read on air, maybe, maybe we'll read it. Depends. Even if you want to cuss us out, I'm good with that too, man. I, I, I fucking, we can do a mailbag of hate. Got no problem with that. Hmm. Oh, man, these fucking seltzers are so good. Anyway, there's another thing, too, I wanted to talk about that happened yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, so Kanye West lost his fucking mind, and I think this gives him an even better chance at winning presidency because I guess you got to be a fucking nutcase. I mean, you got Trump in there. <laughs> He's a nutcase. And then you got Biden, who has no mind, no brain, no brain of his own. Speaking of Biden, did you see that fucking video of him? Got off of Air Force One. Or not Air Force One, whatever the fuck the, the former vice president flies, just like a regular flight. I don't know what the fuck they fly. They fly privately somehow on something. Um, hopefully, I didn't just fucking spoiler alert. He's gonna win. He's gonna have Air Force One. I fucking hope not. But I mean, yeah. So he 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 gets off his private jet, and he's like at some cornfield. There's like nothing but like hay, and no one is around. Just. People that work with, like, the Secret Service or whoever the fuck protects the former vice presidents, I'm, I'm sure they get some kind of security details. So his security people are, are, are there. There's, like, a few of them. He, he gets off the plane. He's wearing a stupid fucking mask. He's, um... And, and, and the reason why I call it a stupid fucking mask is he's around people that are tested regularly in a plane in the air. Thousands and thousands of feet in the air. And he, at this point, you're wearing it to the virtue signal, to, to prove something to get some point across. It's all political. But anyway, he, he gets off this plane, he waves to the left, and then he waves to the right. He does that thing that, like, the thing they do when they wave. There's absolutely no one there. It's a blank field. He's not waving to anybody, but he's, he's like, playing to a crowd like there's people there. He's, he's waving to nobody. It makes no sense. 
So he gets down there and he gives this really shitty speech where he's just fucking just gaff after gaff after gaff, just bumbling, just fucking stumbling over his words and shit like I'm doing. <laughs> but then he starts talking on some other show about like a fucking mall. And he's talking about, you know, like the women's department at the mall and then, you know, the thing and then the place with the mannequins and the woman touching the things. It's like, what the fuck is this guy talking? What is he on, dude? I thought they were supposed to give him uppers that were supposed to, like, give him performance-enhancing drugs or some shit. And I was talking to someone. I was talking to a listener of the show today. And they were telling me those uppers supposedly only last for 15 minutes. I'm not sure if that's true or not. So I, 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 I got to fact check this. I have to see if that's true. I'm just throwing it out there because it's something I was told and I didn't get a chance to actually look at it yet. So I'm definitely going to look into that and see if those upper glasses like up to 15 minutes because that can explain it. Because if, if he does a debate with Trump and they're like, you can only have 14 minutes and 59 seconds and he's out of here, then we'll, we'll know the truth. But he's on something. He's on some shit. Whatever the fuck he's on, I hope I get on it, man, because fucking shit, I'm, I'm headed down that Joe Biden path. If you guys check in with me, in about 30 years, I'm going to be Joe Biden. Probably be worse, the way my brain's fucked up now. Can't remember a goddamn thing. Shit, man. But anyway, the Kanye West thing I was talking about. So he had a Twitter meltdown yesterday, and, you know, that's kind of the norm with him. He, he, he's been fighting with his record company, uh, Universal Music. And he's been posting, well, yesterday he posted, images of 10 contracts that he signed with Universal. Like, word for word, verbatim contracts, which I don't think you can do. If you sign a contract, it's supposed to be between you and the employer. And he shared it. And I didn't read a word, because I don't give a fuck. He did post out one video of him pissing all over his Grammy, which was interesting. Like, him pissing, like, him pissing on the Grammy Award. It was in the toilet, and he was peeing on the goddamn thing. Which was one of the most disrespectful things, because there's so many artists out there that deserve it more than this piece of shit. Would love to have that on their mantle. And he just peed on it. And the reason why is because he called out the music industry for his treatment of African-American artists and requested black entertainers all come together and demand a fair share of the financial rewards. He's a guy who also fucking bragged about being a multi-billionaire. He said he's a, he's a billionaire many times over. He's got more money than Trump, he said. He claimed on one of his fucking posts, right? So he's saying that he needs even more money. They need more money. He said, we sat back and watched Nick Cannon get canceled and we go to play ball in a bubble with Black Lives Matter on our backs Brothers, let's stand together for real. There is no NBA or music industry without black people. For con- full, uh, Fair contracts matter. Ownership matters, Bus wrote. Listen, con- Nick Cannon, multimillionaire. He goes out there and cultural appropriates, wearing a fucking turban. And I don't like cultural appropriation. I don't like using that word, but the left uses it, so I'm going to use it right now as a retaliation. I think it's stupid to say that because we're supposed to share cultures. We're supposed to share food. Uh, ideas, uh, makeup ideas, hair ideas, whatever the fuck you want to call it, or how to wear your jewelry. It's something that people are just supposed to share. You're supposed to merge, and that's how America became America. You know, we're, we're, America's a melting pot. Nothing's original. Seriously. I mean, not, none of this shit is fucking for one group of people. We're all supposed to share it and just use it. I mean, it's, it's, it's dumb. We're supposed to learn from each other. And not everything's supposed to be separated and tribalized, and that's the way that they want it. They use these words like cultural appropriation and all that dumb shit. When it shouldn't be like that. It really shouldn't. We're, we're not supposed to be tribal. We're supposed to be a society. 
one society. We're not supposed to be, okay, okay, so the Latinas go over there with your fucking big-ass hoop earrings and your fucking hair and you're snapping the big-ass nails and shit. Black girls with the ghetto butts and the fucking afros, you stay the fuck over there. White people with your straight hair and your fucking clueless outfits, whatever the fuck you guys wear. Italians with your fucking meatballs and your gold chains, you stay the fuck over there. We're not supposed to be like that. We're all supposed to, you know, integrate. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to be together. And it's not like that. There's so much separation now in, in, in America that I feel like we are at this point where people are about to fucking just get sick of it. And you're going to see pitchforks in the street. Oh, wait, well, wait, you see that now. You see that now. People throwing fucking napalms at each other. This is fighting. And that's just the way it is. We're, we're not supposed to be like that. We're supposed to be together. And I, and I would love to see a united front and people just say fuck it. Like I ended the last uh, solo I did. Or the last uh, fuck up episode that I did with with, with the old lady, um, <clears throat> had to put the solo at the end, and I've been planning to do one. That was just an impromptu one. This is the one I really wanted to do this week. So we're just kind of getting it out the way while we heal up and get better. Because I mean, there's a lot of shit going on around the house with kids schooling and just everybody's just fucking sick and tired of this shit already. We're just sick and tired, but things will get back to normal soon. Um, oh yeah, so pitchforks and shit. We're gonna be seeing that. It's absolutely insane. And it's because we're, we're being told to, and it's so easy to program people, which is why I'm afraid. That's why I'm getting two jobs, and I want to make sure that I get the family where we need to be. I want debts paid. I want you know, credit cards paid off. I, I, I want the car paid off. I want to start throwing money towards the house, pay this fucking thing off. So next time this happens, we're hunkered down. We're good to go. I want to have a gun, a better gun in the house. You know, I want to get more secure because if the world... If people are this easy to manipulate, can you imagine after this test run, they see how successful it was? Like, wait, people are burning down cities because we tell them that they're different? Because they can't mix and mingle with each other because black lives matter and you can't say anything else? And it's this easy to cause chaos in the streets? <laughs> we turn white people against white people. That's how good we are. And they're all slapping hands, pouring champagne on each other and fucking whatever ice cream Nancy Pelosi's eating with her fucking beautiful hair that she just got fixed up in San Francisco when no one else was allowed to do anything. It's insane. But anyway, I, th I thought it was funny that Kanye West, thought Nick Cannon, a, a rich person, is, is being held back. A guy who is a producer on many TV shows that he screwed up by doing it, saying this anti-Semitic bullshit. Um, he goes, yeah, the NBA wouldn't exist. The music industry wouldn't exist. Any black person in the music industry or the NBA has a lot of money. I'm sorry, a lot of fucking money. He has fair contracts matter. Dude, LeBron James though, fucking probably half a billion dollars. Uh, fucking Kobe Bryant had a ton of money before he passed away. I, I mean, I, I don't have these guys' numbers in front of me, their contracts, but even the lowest NBA paid player is more privileged than fucking 90% of the United States of America. So I don't understand where this oppression is coming from. I, I, I don't see it. I don't get it. And they're saying ownership matters. Look at Michael Jordan. He owns the fucking Charlotte Bobcats. They probably regret giving it to him because they suck. But... I mean, I, I fucking love him. I love Jordan, man. I fucking love that guy. He's amazing. I unlocked him in some video game on the Switch, and I was so proud. I took a picture and posted it in our Discord channel to everybody. <laughs> Dude, I got Jordan. I have tears in my eyes. I'm sitting here listening to the... Sometimes I dream. I'm listening to that shit as I'm playing the game. I felt like a kid again. But anyway, I mean, that just goes to show you that like there is opportunities. I don't know what the fuck Kanye's talking about. Oh, we need to. And he's talking about the music industry and NBA. But he's talking about people that already have money. He's not looking at the big picture. If you want to make a point, say, hey, look at all these people in these lower-income neighborhoods. What we need to do is take our money, because we're privileged, and filter it down to them. That makes sense. Kanye's got all this money. 
Why, why, why doesn't he take his multi-billion, billions of dollars he's talking about and reinvest in the African-American community? Build schools. That's what you need. You need better schools. You start with the education. You start with better programs, like maybe um, put a programs in there for, like, fathers. And the reason why I bring that up is because um, <clears throat> when I was working in a town called Georgetown here, it's a primarily black neighborhood. And, um, you know, we, we work there. I mean, very nice people, hard, hard-working, blue-collar people. South Carolina is a different area. It's not like Chicago or New York. It's different. Um, so anyway, like they, the guy came in. We were talking. He was a good customer. And he gave me a business card. And he's like, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's at like a, like a father's community group. And this is where I got the idea from. And he's like, well, we get a, like a group of like young men who are first-time fathers, don't know what to do. He brings them in. He t- teaches them how to be a man. He helps them find a job. He t- teaches them skills. Uh, he helps them with like diapers and shit like that formula. They get money. It's a nonprofit. And I'm like, dude, that's the nicest thing I've ever heard someone do with their time. And I think we need more of that. And I think if you put that in the black communities and like, like minority communities, you know, I think that would help out a lot. Cause a lot of these households, you see like a, like a single mom working like two jobs, three jobs, even to keep her kids in check. Who's watching these kids? They're watching each other. And what are they doing? They're learning from their friends who don't have a dad in the house. And they're learning from TV and rap stars and movie stars and shit. And that's when you get all the bad influences. It's terrible. We need programs to keep men with their families. I think that's where it starts. You get a strong family together. You get that foundation. You can teach your kids right from wrong. And before you know it, the community's fixing itself. It's healing. Because you keep your money in your community. And they're talking about black-owned businesses. That's how it starts. It starts with education. It starts with a good family foundation. A dad to say, hey, you need to do better. A mom saying, hey, you need to do better. And if they see that, they're going to strive for that. Kids want what they see. If a child sees their mom on welfare their entire life and going to DSS buildings and the kids getting dragged along, they know the system better than fucking anybody. They know it better than I do. These, like, fucking seven or eight-year-old kids, oh, yeah, we just got to stand in this line. We have to fill all these papers, and then we get food. And they learn it from their mom. And once the kids get old enough, they pop out another kid, and they're still in the system. You're always in that system. And that's what the Democrats want. They want you to stay in that system because they hold you down. They put their thumb over you. And I'm not just saying that the black people. I'm saying to our people, too, the Hispanics. They, they've done it to us, the Hispanic people. They've done the same thing. They keep you under their thumbs because they want that vote. Hey, we, we're going to keep giving you welfare. Just shut up and sit in that corner and give us your vote. That's what they want. They slave us away. It's bullshit. And... The reason why I don't say anything about the Hispanic family, um, because, like, I'm Hispanic, and I had a mom and dad that separated, but they were still, friend, like, they were still good parents. You don't see it as much. You see more or less full families in the Hispanic community than you do in the black me. That's why I brought up the whole fathers thing. Black me, so I'm not trying to, like, sound like a fucking dickhead or anything. But, yeah, like, that. that's what I think would fix the black community. You put more schools, better schools... You uh, teach them to be proud of their environment, help fathers, mothers, have programs out there that teaches people how to build a foundation for the future. How, and then you, you start seeing that, give them some education as far as like, you know, this is a good job for you, this is where you put your skill set. Don't go running around in the neighborhood doing dumb shit, selling drugs or whatever the fuck you're doing, doing shit. You, you just don't do that. I mean, it would help everybody. In all honesty, it would help any nationality. I think there should be at least fucking... One in every town. I think one of these places, or at least one within 25 miles of each other. I mean, I would rather see those in fucking Walmarts over the goddamn place. I think these would make people more effective and efficient. I've always been a proponent of, um, you know, uh, fucking vocational schools where you can learn to trade. 
work in a car, uh, learn AutoCAD, fucking metal shop, wood shop, fucking cooking. Teach people something they can be proud of and use in life that, t- that takes them away from doing something otherwise harmful to, to their community. Something that they can earn a paycheck and be proud of. And then see, their kids will see them. Like, hey, my dad's making a paycheck. I want to make a paycheck. Hey, my dad left me when I was a kid. And it's like you're a product of your environment. And I think if these assholes really cared, they wouldn't say, oh, we need more owners in the NBA. Like, no. Like, we need to build up people underneath and bring them up to our level. Maybe that's what you need to do. Fucking asshole. That, that's why I don't respect this guy at all. I, I really don't. Um, he's he's pissed off a Universal Music Group for not giving him a chance to buy his masters of his music back. He's saying he's one of the few artists that can speak out because of his net worth. Like, these other people aren't rich. So he's, he's, he's urinating on the Grammys with a caption that, that reads, Trust me, I won't stop. The Universal Music nor the Grammy Committee have responded to his recent actions. But apparently, quick update, Twitter... Um, I guess they shut his account down for a little bit. I don't know what the status of it is now because I don't look at his Twitter nor follow Kanye West because I don't think he's worth it. He's a piece of shit. He really is. Um, I'm take a little quick sip ski here. My, uh, I've been talking a lot. It's hard to do a show by yourself, you know, because you got to sip drinks and shit. So I won't be doing many more of these alone, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, like I said, though, it's, uh, it's been a really tough time. This past week, especially like with school starting back up, has just been overwhelming. And then working and doing things for the podcast and shit like that has been both been very busy. So I've got to got to cut some things out, I guess. And like things we're doing outside, you know. Even though I'm going to add another job, got to figure out something something here. Who knows? Anyway, another thing I thought was interesting here was California lose loses the Daily Wire. For those of you that don't know, Daily Wire is a conglomerate of conservative people um, Ben Shapiro is one of them Matt Walsh is another one Andrew Clavin and Matthew Knowles I believe is the last of the four these guys make tens of million dollars a year with their business and it's not just a podcast with these four guys they do their own podcast they do one together they um, they employ 75 employees in California and they have they just built a couple really nice um, like office buildings or whatever to do the show and, yeah, like I said, they, they make tens of millions of dollars a year, and they pay a lot in taxes to California. They got pissed because California is run like shit. It really is. Uh, Gavin Newsom, he, he's a fucking moron, doesn't seem to know anything, talks shit about Trump, but then he, when he gets in Trump's face, he praises him for everything he ever did, <laughs> which is just such a coward move because he needs federal funding now. Apparently he's going to kiss some ass on national TV. But Ben Shapiro lost it. He's like, and the reason why, he's, he said it on Twitter. He's like, the reason why, is like, we've been planning this for a while. We're finally doing it. We're leaving. And he's like, the reason why we're leaving is because of this trash management in California. He's been a California boy his whole life. Uh, the other guys all moved out to California. They made this humongous company, Daily Wire. And uh, they're very popular and have a lot of influence. Joe Rogan left. He took his podcast. I don't know. I know he paid a lot in taxes, but he didn't really have a company. I don't think he, I don't think he paid many people. So he didn't have as many employees as uh, Daily Wire guys did. But he, he took and left his money, too. So he, potentially millions of dollars a year in taxpayer money, because they tax the, the richer people more over there, gone, just in the blink of an eye. How many other people are going to do this? How many other people are going to leave and go to these remote areas like Nashville? <laughs> like, who the fuck wants to move to Nashville? I mean, I'm sure it's nice. But, yeah, they just up and left. It's absolutely insane. And it just makes you wonder, because people are leaving New York at a rapid pace. 
people are leaving California. Those are the two places that were the worst run with COVID-19 and just the rules, the strictest places. They're saying New York's so great. Oh, Andrew Cuomo, he handled this thing, man. He really put a spike in it. Then why the fuck aren't they fully opened? <laughs> like, why is it still like a ghost town from what they're saying? I don't know, man. It's just, it's really dumb. And they're saying, oh, he did such a great job because he killed everybody. 30,000 deaths. They, they, they account for so many of the deaths, but whatever. I think it's interesting. All these people are leaving. So you wonder when this whole thing blows over, which it will. I'm sure after November it will blow over unless Biden wins and we're going to be wearing masks forever. Um, will these people go back? That's the question. Will they go back? I don't think so. I think you're seeing a big shift in power as far as um, money. Uh, I do think we're going to see a national decriminalization of marijuana and then I think you're going to see dispensaries popping up in every state within the next two years hopefully please that better happen and when that happens you're going to see everybody booming and you're going to see people just flocking out and just getting out of these areas and I, I, I just think it's going to be huge because they're going to have to recoup all this money that they're spending they're going to have to recoup tax money and whoever says they're going to raise taxes like Biden has been saying he's going to raise taxes to, to recoup money it's a, it, it's a death knell to any election. People aren't going to vote for you if you're going to raise taxes. Nobody wants higher taxes. We're paying enough as it is. We've got to pay this money back somehow. What better way than just decriminalizing marijuana and making it illegal everywhere? Tax it at a high rate. Who gives a shit? People are going to pay it. If, if you tax marijuana 20%, I'd fucking go buy a dime bag right now. I don't give a shit. Because I, I just would like that option to be able to buy it. I don't care. I know it's a luxury. I would pay that extra money and give it to the government. And before you know it, I guarantee they'd make that money back. Within like five years, <laughs> all those trillions of dollars in tax money alone for marijuana. Raise the taxes on cigarettes. Raise the taxes on alcohol. Who gives a shit? Raise the taxes on all the gluttony in life. Let people have it and just raise the taxes and they will make it back quick as hell. That's, I mean, whatever. But that's just a smart thing to do. Whatever. But anyway, there's something else going on here in Nashville. All right. I think this one was interesting. They got in big trouble big trouble and the hammer hasn't even dropped yet because this story just dropped yesterday um so they've been lying about their covid numbers and long story short they've been hiding their numbers because they're way too low and there was an email between the council member steve glover and the mayor the Department of Health emails were confirmed to be real. I mean, this is these are 100% confirmed real emails. And they're basically saying, and you can see them online, the tweets are all over the place, that they're like, is this going to be for public consumption? And he's like, no. <laughs> because the numbers are too low. That's basically what they said. That's exactly what they said. Um... The guy goes, and, and these are quotes, he goes, My two cents, we have certainly refused to give counts per bar because those numbers are low per site. We could still release a total, though, and then a response to the over 80 to be because that number is increasing all the time and we don't want to say a specific number. So they're basically trying to find a way to, like, skirt over the fact that they don't have the numbers to justify shutting everything down, like restaurants and bars aren't allowed to be open, and business owners see this shit, and they are flipping out. And I hope to see this guy go under, and I want to see lawsuits galore, and they need to reopen that state. They need to reopen everything, because I'm sure a lot of these numbers are cooked. And you're going to start seeing these stories popping up more and more and more, because they, these numbers have been cooked. 
and whoever is behind this shit, whoever the, the big power is, it's like, hey, we need to do something to get Trump out of office or to just tank the economy or make people be controlled by our bullshit. They all need to be thrown in prison. I want to see Pelosi. I want to see Cuomo. I want to see fucking Gavin Newsom and whoever else is behind this shit, even that little douchebag Fauci. I want to see them in handcuffs, and I want to see them fucking get walked off a plank into a pit of fucking sharks. Seriously, I'm, I'm sick of them. If, if they're behind it, you kind of feel like they are because it just feels like when stories like this pop up, you have to wonder, like, what's there to gain by, you know, putting this out there? The virus isn't fake. It's not fake. It's a real virus. But I think they saw something, they capitalized on it, and here we are to this day. 15 days of flatten the curve, and here we are six fucking months plus later with no end in sight. For what? For what? For this shit. So anyway, neither the health department or the mayor's office would confirm the authenticity of the emails until, uh, yeah, the Department of Health said that these emails are real, and they got the official answer a couple hours after these guys declined to answer. So Glover says she has been contacted by an endless stream of down, downtown bartenders, waitresses, and restaurant owners asking why would officials not release these numbers. He said, we raised taxes 34% and put hundreds, literally thousands of people out of work that are now worried about losing their homes, their apartments, and we did it on bogus data. That should be illegal. And I agree. It should be illegal, and it is, because we do have a constitutional right to work and do all the shit that we're supposed to be doing. But yeah, man, it's just like when stuff like this comes out, it really... It really makes you skeptical. And I've been skeptical since day one with this thing. And when you see stuff like this, it further confirms. It further confirms. Like, this is this is something that... This is this is the big one. I mean, first we had the CDC saying 6% of people actually died 100% from COVID. The other people are dying because they're sick anyway. And it sucks that they're dead, and they probably could have stretched out a few more months, but they would have died eventually soon. This is what they're saying. These aren't my words. These are other people's words. That they would have died of whatever they had. Um, they said 6% of people died legitimately of COVID-19. Like, they were healthy people that just died. Which knocks the number down to, like, under 10,000. It was like 9,642 or some shit. I don't know. It was, it's a really low number. It was just just under 9,500. You see that, and it just, ma- it, it just makes you wonder. That's all I'm saying. It makes you wonder. Like I said, anybody who lost their lives to this thing, I feel bad for them. But then when you see a, a video of a guy, like her, not, not a video, but you see an article of a man who uh, got murdered in cold blood, listed as a COVID case that they had to take off because they were like, wait a second, this guy got murdered. Guy who fucking commits suicide, he's he, he COVID. Guy jumps in front of a fucking bus, gets hit by a bus or whatever, gets mauled by a bear. They fucking call them COVID cases. It's like, come on already, man. If a person who goes to uh, get tested... And they leave because they're on their lunch break and they couldn't get seen. They get a phone call later on that day saying they tested positive. And how many people live in your house? Oh, you put down three? They all tested positive. So there's four cases right there. And the guy never even got tested. He just went there, put his name on the board, and left. It, it, it's just... And there's tons of those cases. I mean, you could look it up online. There's there's people with these pictures of these, like, faxes or whatever saying that they weren't even seen. Like, hey, I, I, I got this piece of paper from CVS or wherever the hell they went to go get tested at the, the, the hospital. It was never signed off by a doctor, but they called me and said I was positive and put me down as a COVID case. I never even went. People, this shit's viral. People are doing it. Um, Michael Knowles, he had a bunch of friends that went there. I, th- I think he might have even gone himself. I was listening to a show a couple months ago, and he was like, yeah, this this happened. How the fuck did I test positive for COVID? It's just, it's insane, man. It really is. Um, there's other things out there, too, that the government's really hiding. Um, I'm talking a lot about conspiracies and Something tells me a little birdie landed on my shoulder and told me that someone may be coming on to talk about conspiracies. I wonder who it could be. Hmm. 
first week of October I heard this may happen. I don't know. May or may not happen. We'll see. But anyway, Fox News host Harris Faulkner asked Newt Gingrich not to discuss conspiracy theories about international financier George Soros and his role in funding left-wing political groups, leaving the former White House speaker confused on Wednesday afternoon. This is another clip I think people should watch. This one right here was a fucking absolute shock. Um, not that Soros is behind funding Antifa and Black Lives Matter, but that they won't even talk about George Soros, even having a possibility of being involved in this. So Duke Gingrich, he asks, he's like, well, the number one problem in almost all these cities is George Soros elected left-wing, anti-police, pro-criminal district attorneys. Nothing wrong with that, right? But you could see the, and you have to watch this clip. It's really good. Um, he says that, and you could tell, like, they're getting really uncomfortable. He goes, and, and oh, wait, so, so Faulkner interrupts him. She goes, um, I'm not sure we need to bring George Soros into this. And Gingrich cut in. He goes, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions of dollars were put in and he's paying for this? Immediately, he gets cut off by former Obama administration State Department staffer Marie Harf. No, he didn't. George Soros doesn't need to be part of this conversation. And Gingrich goes, okay, so it's verboten? <laughs> so he basically got shut down for bringing this up, that there was any possibility that George Soros is funding Antifa. And Antifa members have been putting up tweets. These tweets from Antifa accounts. Just give us a check and we'll be there. Just send us the check and we'll be there. Where's this check coming from? Who has all the money in the world and who is one of the most radical human beings on the planet? George Soros. Could be coming from Bill Gates, too. He's another fucking weirdo out there. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I've, I've never been this far down the rabbit hole of conspiracies in my entire life. But now I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm seeing it, man. I'm seeing this shit on TV and I'm really falling down this path. I really don't want to. I really don't want to, but I, I, I feel like this is happening to me, man. I'm just... So I'm going to have to phone a friend, and we've already talked about this, and it's like it may happen October October 1st week, first week of October we're talking about this, I got some shit coming up, and uh, we're slowing down a little bit here because we got some things, but we're going to be heating back up again soon, I promise you guys, shows are going to be sounding normal again, but, but yeah, besides that, uh, I don't know, man, it's just really fucking weird, it's just, there's so many inconsistencies with this virus, and then it's like, the way that I see it is, so Trump's election, they got to hit him hard because he beat them last time by surprise. They don't get caught by surprise again. So they've been on the offense, attacking, 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 attacking. The virus, the virus, the virus. Trump, 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 Trump. He's doing all this horrible shit. Trump's racist. Trump's racist. We got a racist America. They're all Trump supporters. They're anti-mask. They're anti-virus. They're anti-science. Science. You hear the word fucking science so many goddamn times a day. It's fucking nuts. And it's all like an attack. And it's like, wait a second. This, none of this makes sense. And then you see pictures of Cuomo. Uh, the Cuomo brother faking his fucking COVID when he was seen out in public and he was trying to say he was locked in his basement and then even had the audacity, the balls to film himself coming out of the basement saying he never left even though the pictures came out like a week later or a week earlier that he he was out screaming at some guy, threatening to beat him up with his family holding hands and not even wearing a mask. All these stories of like the Republicans uh, or the, the Democrats back in like February saying this thing wasn't a threat. Don't wear a mask, Fauci says. Oh, well, he, he said that to, to make sure people didn't go out and buy him. So you lied. And now you're blaming Trump for lying about something and keeping it a secret or downplaying the virus. They did the same fucking thing. 
Nancy Pelosi telling people to come to Chinatown. It's 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 nuts. Come to Chinatown. Come be with us. No, New Yorkers, we're New York strong. Come out, New York. This ain't gonna get us down. New York's gonna beat this thing. Thirty thousand people die in like a week. Even though Trump sent out all the ventilators that they asked for, they had those fucking cruise ships out there, uh, those those medical ships or whatever the fuck he sent out to New York. He gave all the all the all the aid. Then he all the praise for it. And now they're just completely flipping. Like we need another game plan. We gotta attack this motherfucker. Yeah, I know it's all politics, but why do we have to be in the middle? Why can't they just attack each other like they used to with, like, pictures of prostitutes? Like, why can't they find the video of some Russian chick pissing on uh, Trump? Seriously, do something different. Don't ever do this to us again. We we should not have to tank the economy in order to try to make this guy look bad. Seriously, I mean, this is the worst thing they've ever done. And I have a feeling they are going to get crushed in the election because I, I don't think we're the only people seeing it like this. I think a lot of people's eyes are awakening. Um, the circles that I run in, I come across a lot of... People that are Democrats and they're switching over because they're sick of this shit. They see it. They see Pelosi getting her hair blown out and then demanding a fucking apology from the salon owner that she got caught breaking her own rules that she's the biggest proponent of. It's crazy. It really is, man. Uh, man, this one went a little long, but I only like to go about a half hour, 45 minutes with the solo ones, but here I go. I can never shut up. But I do got one last thing I want to talk about. Just a nice little way to end the show is I'm very happy. That fans are coming back to events. It feels really good to see people at, at certain things. Um, they're all socially distanced, of course, um, until they fucking give up that shit. I, I hate that term, socially distanced. It's like, shut the fuck up. People don't need to be told to wash their fucking hands. I mean, to, to combat the virus, it, it's all shit your mom told you when you were a kid. Wash your hands. Don't cough in people's faces. Cover your nose when you sneeze. And there you fucking go. There you go. There you go. We tell our kids that shit all the time. Stay away from other kids. Don't hug anybody. Don't do this. Don't that. We tell them that all the time, way before this virus, because we don't let them get in other shit like lice and all sorts of other things that kids can give each other. They kiss each other. They cough and they give each other the flu and cold things that really danger the, the children. We've been saying that forever. Like, why do we need the government to step in and make us do this shit? It's so fucking dumb. And people are like, oh, I like being dirty because then you're going to get the rebels out there, and it just makes it all worse. And that's why people are fighting in the streets. But anyway, here <laughs> I go again, just getting mad. Um, so yeah, uh, fans were at the Chiefs game, socially distanced, but it was nice to see a crowd, to hear a real crowd. That was nice. And uh, Bill Maher, he, uh, he he brought his show back a couple weeks ago with the studio, but no audience. But this week he had an audience. He had real cheers. And you could see in his face, like, pure joy to be back in front of a real crowd. And, and I like Bill Maher. We know he's a Democrat. I, I enjoy his show. But it was just it was just a nice thing. And it's, it's heartwarming to see people get back out there. They all had their mask on, and they were, you know, a couple chairs apart or whatever the fuck. It was maybe like 30% capacity, but who cares? They were out again. I feel bad for, like, the comedians and people that are struggling, like nightclub owners, bartenders, waitresses. Those are the ones that are getting hurt the most, man. They were fucking, damn, that sucks for these people. Hopefully we get back to it, man. That's all I got to say, but I just wanted to end it kind of on a nice note here where I'm like, you know, at least we're starting to get back. Slowly in certain areas. I just think we need to rip the bandaid off and just say, get back the fuck to it. We're sorry. Here's here's like a, a big stimulus, like double what the hell it was last time to make up for it and say, here, we're going to inject the economy with some more money. If you got $1,200, you're a single person, give them $2,400. I don't give a fuck what they got to do. They need to pay motherfuckers to get back. Make weed legal. Make that tax money back. I know it's a lot more complicated. I'm an idiot. I'm not a fucking government guy. But it sounds easy, and I'm going to say it because it sounds easy. Open up the government, uh, open up the society, tax marijuana, tax everything higher that's horrible for you, like cigarettes and tobacco and 
uh, alcohol and shit like that, tax it all. Let's get back to fucking work, people. That's all I'm saying. And if they ask you any of the episode of the Voices of Misery podcast, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to send any anything at all, whatever it is, a nice email, an angry email, send it to the Voices of Misery podcast at gmail.com, and I will respond to it. may not be what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. Just like this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I got some interesting things coming up soon. I've been reaching out to some people, talking to some others, and uh, replying to some emails from some cool people and making new friends. So we're gonna we're gonna spice things up in the next few coming weeks. Do a couple 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 cool things, and I got some very cool plan for the end of October. The end of October, spooky stuff. So yeah, man, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Twitter is Voices of Misery. Gmail is Voice of Misery Podcast at gmail.com. Everything is uh, Voices of Misery. No matter where you type it in, you will find us. We are out there. We're everywhere on all podcast providers, even Pandora now. So thank you for that, Pandora, for letting us get on your beautiful platform. On the way to 1 million downloads, man, if I got to cross the finish line myself, because we're all fucking sick over here, I will gladly do it, because this thing is uh, something that's never going to die, no matter what. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing our regular shows again. <clears throat> so... Don't worry about that. It's just like, there's just been a lot of work going on, man. We're just doing life shit right now. And that's just the way it is. You guys all know how it goes, man. You all got families. At least I hope you do. And if you don't, you're lucky because it's a lot easier to do things. You don't got other shit to worry about, like school and work and all that other stress and shit like that. But until then, guys, we'll talk to you soon. This is the Voices of Misery podcast. Later. <laughs>